Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Black woman. Beautiful. Powerful. Resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How has your week been? It's been pretty good. I had a a girl's trip this weekend. So went to Dallas, flew to Dallas Friday. No, I lie. Thursday evening because I had clinic Friday still virtually. So I flew down Thursday evening to wake up, to do clinic, to then meet my friends at an Airbnb. So we stayed at an Airbnb in Dallas. The Airbnb was amazing. And we had a good time, but we realized like we're old. So the things that we planned to do, we just didn't do at all. Uh, The only thing that we did that we planned to do was go to the spa. And we went to one of those like spa world like places where you can get like the body scrub and then you get the massage and you can get in all the saunas and the salt room and the cold room and you can get in the water naked, you know, that, that kind of spa. So we had a really good time and you can spend pretty much all day in those spas. So I don't know if anybody's ever went to like any of these world spas. I mean, they're amazing. The only thing about this spa is that they, you know, they allow families. And I know a lot of world spas allow allow families, but they have like a section for kids. No, this spa had like kids walking around where the body scrubs happened. We're basically off of the locker room. So there's a pool area that has different temperature pools for men off the men's locker room and for women. You had to be naked to get in them, right? But there were like children in them as well that were also naked, which sort of kind of was like, uh, I don't want to go in there with this like 12-year-old girl. But um, yeah, that was sort of kind of weird. Um, we did all the experiences except for the getting naked in the water part. Like we were like, yeah, n- no. I know there's probably a lot of chemicals and chlorine and they do make you shower before you get in them. But I just started thinking... <sighs> All those secretions that may be in there, you know, uh, I don't care how much chlorine is in the water. I'm not taking no bath with you. And when you have 20 people in the water, it's like taking a bath. I understand that, you know, of course, obviously, I understand no, no knock to people that have done these experiences. But for me, it just wasn't, it wasn't yet. It wasn't no for me. That part wasn't no for me. Every other part was great and relaxing and, you know. The massage was amazing, but yeah, no, no scrubbing. 
No scrubbing, no tubbing. I did miss Harrison that weekend, but spa, definitely amazing. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself. I'm with you on the no scrubbing and tubbing because, I mean, there's still a pandemic outside. And even before there was a pandemic outside, there people are gross. And I'm with you. Like, I, it's just, it's more of a mental thing. Like, you get it, the chlorine will kill all the germs, but I'm okay. I'm going to let the chlorine do what it does for other people, not for me. Harrison, how is he liking school? He loves school. The issue is, you know, he was in the hospital, well, in and out of the ER, basically, and on antibiotics because he had pneumonia and all this other stuff. He goes back to school and then all of a sudden he has, now he has a cough and a runny nose again. And I'm like, really? Like, is this what we're going to do? Like this, like on again, off again, runny nose, no runny nose. I'm going to have a cough, no cough. It's, it sort of makes me kind of paranoid, but he actually loves school. Uh, he is like usually grumpy in the morning, like, I don't to go to school. I want to stay in the bed. I sleepy. But then once he gets up and gets going, he's like, I already go to school. He's like out of the door before us. So he likes school, but the whole sickness thing is sort of like, Ugh. welcome to the factory of germs known as preschool. Right. But let me go back to the Dallas trip, right? I mean, this was a birthday trip. We were supposed to go. We thought we were going to go clubbing like the old women in the club or at least lounging. We didn't do any of that. The first night, Friday. Oh, I forgot to tell you. So I get in the Uber, right? To Uber to my friend's house. Tell me why the Uber driver drove off with my luggage in the trunk. It took us forever to get in touch with the Uber driver. So you you go on the app and you say, you know, contact Uber driver about lost item. Because once they drive off and they end the ride, you can't contact them anymore. So I contact the, the Uber driver through the through the number. It just rings and rings. I leave a message. Contact him again. Rings and rings. Leave a message. So we called this man probably like six times. I only left two messages, but I, we did call back and forth. And then you have to go through this like sort of online chat through customer service because there's nobody you can actually physically get on the phone. And you explain your situation. And every two seconds, they're like, are you there? Are you still there? I'm like, yes, I'm still here waiting for you to get in touch with my driver. So they try to get in touch with the driver. They said they couldn't contact the driver. Finally, they said, we reached out to the driver and told him that your luggage was in the trunk. He says, it's not there. So I say, can you confirm who the driver is? Because I've done a, quite a bit of traveling. I've taken quite a few Ubers. So please confirm the name of the driver. They confirm it. I said, can you please tell him to check the trunk specifically? Yes, we asked him that. He said that the bag's not there. So at this point, I'm pissed, right? I'm real pissed. I have no clothes. Something told me to get certain things out of my luggage before I did. And I don't know why. So there was really the things that were of value in that bag were mostly, I had my whole facial cleansing kit, like cleansing, brush and all, because I'm like, I'm on vacation. I'm going to exfoliate my skin and take my time and do my makeup and you know, all that. So I have a couple hundred dollars worth of like cleansing items and makeup, but nothing else of real value besides my watch that I had in there. When I didn't ha get my bag back, I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do? So my friend, my friend and I, Friday, hit up stores. I had to find stuff to wear that weekend. And I don't know if you've ever had to find stuff last minute, but it's hard to find shoes that match your clothes. I mean, it was like looking for just random stuff. I'm like, okay, I can make this work. Maybe add a belt with this and make this work. So that's what we did Friday. And then Saturday we claimed. So that was all Friday. 
And then we went and found some chicken from William's Chicken. I not even heard of that, but there's like one around every corner. We got William Fried Chicken. And then we basically watched music videos. And that's what we did Friday. Saturday, we did the spa. We went downtown. We got something to eat. We claimed we, was gonna, we were going to find a, a stripper or a strip club. Girl got to the house and went to sleep. And then Sunday, we got up and went back home. So it was a old people getting, uh, you know, go to sleep early. We thought we were young at heart, but we realized quickly that we liked the bed instead of the club. Okay. And then after I landed in Atlanta, lo and behold, I got a text from the Uber driver that said, hey, I was waiting on you to contact me uh, yesterday to arrange for your bag pickup. I said, who is this? No, he said, your phone pickup. I said, who is this? The Uber driver from Dallas. I said, I didn't leave my phone. I left my bag. Oh yeah, luggage in the trunk. I said, yeah. I said, I was told that I could not have your number. So how would I have contacted you? I left my number on your voicemail, which is probably how you're texting me. But they told me you didn't have my bag. Yeah, I didn't realize it until a little later. Uh, They did call, but I saw nothing was in my backseat. And I didn't recall like anything around the airport. So since I hadn't really gone to the airport, I just assumed nothing was in my trunk. But when I got home, it was in a trunk. I said, so... You mean to tell me that you never touched base? Like you didn't physically talk to anybody on the phone? Yeah, I did. I said, did they ask you specifically about the trunk? Well, they did, but I didn't think I put anything in the trunk that day. But I have it now. I do have your bag now. I'm in Atlanta now. I'm back at home now, sir. What am I going to do with that? I thought that you were going to say that you got your things back. I think he probably went through your things and realized there was nothing of value that he wanted or could sell and was like, let me get this lady her stuff back. I mean, but why would, do people really do that? Um, yeah. <sighs> That's a shame. If he's smart, he'll give you all your stuff back. But if he's not smart, he's going to take what he wanted and give you back what he don't want. Well, let's just see if I get it back. That's what James was like. Well, how's he going to get it back to you? I'm like, we haven't quite worked out the details of that yet because he claims I contacted Uber immediately and they said they would contact you. I know, sir. I reached back out to them. They're like, we have not heard any word about your bag. So, Jandine, what have you been up to? Um, I wish I could say that I have done something other than work, but that is not the case. So there, there's that. There is... I realize that I work a lot and I will say this. I love my job and I would not trade it for the world, but I am realizing now that I'm looking forward to some time off, hopefully very, very soon. But the next couple of months I have, that'll be very busy. And then hopefully I'll get some time to like relax and like rejuvenate before the hustle and bustle starts back next year. So I'm looking forward to November and December. I can say that. Okay, so that's when, is that when things are going to slow down? Because I feel like since you started this new job, nothing has slowed down. And I feel like you are the hardest person in America to get in touch with. You are not the usual Janine. You're just a different Janine with this job. I am praying that that's when things slow down. If not, I'm going to need to hire like two more of me because it needs to slow down. I mean, look, Nicole, I have one day this month that we don't have an event. And I have two and a half days next month that I don't have an event. So imagine between booking events and actually executing events. It's a lot. It's a, it's very, very intense. I will say that. I feel like your life resembles like, you know, how you watch attorney shows on TV, like how their whole day, like they're in their office at nighttime and then they go and get drinks after work. 
at like 10, 11 o'clock with their other partners. I feel like that's you. Um, Usually the last people in the building are my team, me and my team, the operations team, and drum roll please, the attorneys. So yes, that is very accurate. But we don't go out and get drinks after we go home because we're usually so exhausted that like, you know, having having drinks is not really the move. It's more like go, especially me. Like I text Ken and said, no, I didn't even text him. I called him because I was in the car, getting in the car. I was like, hey, I'm on my way. And that was what, an hour before I got home? So getting drinks and having to drive an hour, probably not the best idea. So I just do my work and then I come home. Yeah. Yeah. Drinking and driving. Not what's up. So I'm glad that you don't do that. Yeah. I mean, and an Uber, let me tell you. Let me tell you, an Uber from my work to home would be enough for me to just, I might as well just not work that day because, you know, it's my whole check for the day. You all get my point. I get your point. I definitely get your point. And we hope you had a great week, too. Don't forget, you all listen to us every week. Share us with your friends. Like us, subscribe, rate, and don't forget to comment. All right, Janine. So what's on our timeline this week? Nicole, the Little Mermaid is black. The Little Mermaid is black. The Little Mermaid is black. And I feel like I said it three times because some people, I think it, if I think they feel like if you say it three times, the Little Mermaid suddenly will not be black. But she's not going to disappear, y'all. So I'm going to give you exactly what I'm talking about. It sounds really strange, but here it is. So I'm talking about the new live action version of The Little Mermaid, more specifically, Haley Bailey being cast as Ariel. So back in July of 2019, so before we started this podcast, right? Before the pandemic, before all of this weirdness that we now know to be life, Disney announced that Haley Bailey would be Ariel in the new live action film. Now this is 30 years after the original release. So in this remake of The Little Mermaid, now it's not going to be um, an animated film like it was before. Like I said, it's live action. So you can see her. Now she does have red hair and she does look very much like the Little Mermaid, except Nicole, she's black. So the film has kind of been in the works for some time. They decided to announce who they were casting for the film back in July of 2019. But it wasn't until they specifically announced Haley that the movie started to receive some buzz, I would say. Now, you would think that the buzz would be because Haley is a phenomenal singer. She's, of course, as we know, one part of the R&B duo, Chloe and Haley. And we also know that these two sisters were protégés of Beyonce. So you would think that the buzz would be about the fact that we're about to have some phenomenal singing in this movie. But the buzz instead is swirling about the fact that in the original Disney animation of the film, 30 years ago, Ariel had fair skin and red hair. Well, Haley is brown skin and she's black with gorgeous locks that in the movie are red, but doesn't quite fit what the people were expecting for Ariel. So... There was some backlash that came when they announced this in 2019. And most people attribute it to what they called white nostalgia. So journalists like Brooke Newman from the Washington Post talked about this white nostalgia and how people were just used to Ariel being white. And, you know, because it was a Danish original story before Disney made it into an animation, 
they anticipated that she would be white. Now, this white nostalgia, so to speak, turned into a hashtag on the internet called Not My Ariel. So while black folks were kind of excited for the reasons that I just mentioned, like, oh my goodness, we're about to have some good old singing. Like, you know, the kind of singing that we got in the Disney film where we had Brandy and Whitney in Cinderella. That's the kind of singing that the black folks were excited about. But as I said, the white nostalgic contingent, they weren't, they weren't feeling it. These probably are the same folk. Now we got to think about the time. This was in 2019. These are the same folk that voted for Trump and the same folk that probably think that Biden stole the election. All those kind of folk, they were having a problem with the fact that, you know, Ariel didn't, wasn't fair-skinned and redhead. So they decided that they were going to call for a boycott of the film. Now, this is in 2019. That was when it was announced, right? There's been so much that's happened since then, and the film still is not out. Let me make that the point. So at the height of, you know, the pandemic, at the height of the crazy administration, that's kind of when that happened. But since then, we've had the pandemic. We had George Floyd. You know, we went through the pandemic and lost some people. So we've kind of been more cognizant of how important life is and what's not important and what is important. And if you remember, this was also before the year long of protests for, you know, the height of Black Lives Matter. All of that is kind of what happened. So you would think that all of this would have died down and settled and people would kind of get their mind right because we've been through a lot in the past couple of years. But of course, you know, that didn't happen. You know, we went through this period where it was super dope to be a black woman. It was like a great time to be a black woman. But apparently that does not apply to this particular situation. Just last week, Disney finally, now mind you, I told you it was announced in 2019. They finally released a trailer. And in the trailer, it says it's coming May 2023. Now, I did a little bit of research. It's coming Memorial Day 2023. The animated film purists, and I'll call them that because that seems a little bit nicer came back, but they didn't come back with the threat of boycotting the film. These people came back with a vengeance and they were attacking Haley as if she somehow was going to turn down the role, probably of a lifetime, that she got at just 20. So they're attacking this 20 year old as if she had something to do with it or if she is somehow threatening them in some manner. So you would have think that like the poor girl had disgraced the queen. I mean, the way that they were attacking her was, I mean, brutal to say the least. So when the, the trailer was released, now, mind you, the trailer is only about a minute and a half long. The trailer was released. It instantly received 1.5 million dislikes. Now it received a million likes, but it received 1.5 million dislikes in the first two days. And because it was receiving such backlash, YouTube even disabled the dislike counter. So like I said, the video is only about a minute and 23 seconds to be exact. And the first minute of the video, all you see is this like underwater scenic view of, you know, turtles swimming and fish moving. And I mean, it is, it's amazing. You see the Disney logo pop up and all you hear is instrumental music as if you were just floating under the sea. So all of this marine life, and then you see a glimpse of a mermaid, but you can't see anything about the mermaid. You just see her tail, right? You can't really see her, just a little peak. And then once you hit a minute, you hear this melodic voice singing, 
And then all of a sudden, after a minute of this video, you finally see what has these people so incensed. And it's Haley's face. The amazing voice that we're used to on stage, you get this in the film, right? Or in this trailer, I should say. That last 23 seconds is what got the trailer 1.5 million dislikes. If the dislikes weren't enough, the comments were harsh. And I'm not going to read the really bad ones, but I'm going to share a couple and I'm going to paraphrase some because they're pretty bad. Us white girls who grew up watching The Little Mermaid deserve a true to color Ariel. Disney, you made a huge mistake by hiring Haley Bailey. This is going in the trash. So they're showing pictures of themselves with the DVDs, videos of The Little Mermaid and saying they're going to throw it in the trash. Well, newsflash. You already bought the DVD, so throwing it in the trash, Disney's already got your money. And if you're going to boycott Disney, please don't go to another Disney film. Don't watch another Star Wars movie. Don't watch ESPN another day if you want to boycott so bad. There were some other comments that falsely claimed that it was not about racism, but that they just wanted Ariel that they love. Now, the Ariel that they love, she's an animated character. like. You want, you want it to be an animated film again? I'm confused. And then people urge Disney to stop being lazy and to create a new storyline if they wanted to have Black representation. Now, again, those are the, the nicer comments. But, you know, there were some off ones, too. One comment said, very bad, very, very bad. Ariel is not a color girl. You have to respect the character. One AI scientist even went as far as to fix Black Ariel, making her white in the trailer and telling people that he would fix the movie when it was released. And others simply said, I wish they would have stuck to the redhead, pale skin Ariel that we know. Well, I wish that a movie that is about a mythical creature that lives under the sea with sea creatures as her best friends. From an animated film based on a folktale intended for children, by the way, didn't stir up so much racist vitriol amongst adults. But as we know, we cannot always have what we wish for. But like, I'm confused as to why we're even having this conversation. I mean, I know, but, you know, I just would like to think that we're in a better place in 2022. So I chose instead to focus on all of the many videos that I found of little black girls and little black boys, little little black kids everywhere being super excited that Ariel looks like them and that Haley is the little mermaid. And they were I mean, you have to see these reaction videos they are super cute. I chose to focus on that rather than focusing on the racist adults that would prefer to have anything but a black woman playing Ariel. I'm not even going to go into the fact that Hollywood has been casting white actors as famous black and brown people for years. I mean, decades, probably since the beginning of Hollywood. We're not going to talk about that. I will say this. Mermaids don't exist. It's not that deep, but it is because Haley made, made it as Ariel. And now that's deep for people. But this is exhausting. What do you think, Nicole? 
I think people have too much time on their hands and I just, um, I'm so, I'm too busy to be worried about movies that are going to come out a year from now and who playing them. It's just silly. And when people say, oh, there's no, why are we still talking about race? Why does everybody have to bring up race? There are 1.5 million people that don't like this. They have not seen the movie. It's a trailer that's a minute and 24 seconds. Haven't seen the movie and they're already disliking the movie. So I will add, people have too much time on their hands. People are judging just based off sheer looks. Obviously, this is all about race. They're like, we want the redhead area that we used to. Well, she had red braids in the trailer. She has red braids. They kept it close to to the to the heart. So I don't understand what the problem is unless you have a problem with race. And as soon as you point out the obvious, people are like, why everybody have to bring up race? Because you did when you disliked the trailer because it wasn't your true aerial. Oh, give us back our historical aerial. Well, your historical aerial doesn't exist. This is not about a moment in history. This is a fictitious tale that was passed down from the 1800s. And real talk, it's not a, a super happy ending in the tale. So why are we holding on to this belief that this mermaid is real? Do people really go to Jamaica? Because, you know, Sebastian, he he definitely sound under the sea. He sounds Jamaican. So do people really go to Jamaica and think they're going to see a mermaid or any other country and think they're going to see a mermaid in the water? Do you really think that they are real? Hmm. Something about that. First of all, it's a children's movie. If you don't want your children to watch it, it's a, a thousand children's movies come out every day. Go find one. They don't have to watch The Little Mermaid. And if you want your children to know The Little Mermaid that you knew, let them watch the original Little Mermaid. Nobody's begging you to go see this movie. But let me tell you who's going to be seeing The Little Mermaid. Me. All right, Janine, are you ready to talk through some scenarios with our listeners? Let's do it. All right. Nicole and Janine, it seems like my wife always has something to complain about. We've been married now for five years and she seems like a new person since having our child who is now two years old. I work long hours for the City Electric Company, but I try to help my wife around the house and fulfill tasks she wants me to do. She said it would be nice for the baby to have a swing set in the backyard. So without her saying anything further, the following week I had a swing and slide set installed. She complained and said she preferred it had a sandbox around it. Then I came home one day, had her sister pick up our son, cook dinner, and ran her a bath. She said it could have been more romantic if I put rose petals in the tub. Now, those are just two examples, and she said she was joking, but I'm noticing a trend here. Everything I do, it could be better. Meanwhile, she hasn't tried to spice things up in a while, if you know what I mean. I feel like she's trying to push me away. How can I make my wife appreciate me before it's too late? Help, Jansen. Jansen, you can't make people appreciate you. Sorry to tell you, but it's just not, it's like respect. As my husband says, you cannot legislate respect. You can't make people appreciate you. They either gonna appreciate you or they don't. But let me tell you something. People often appreciate things when they no longer have access to them. So maybe, just maybe, and I'm not suggesting that you stop doing what your wife asks because, you know, I would love for my husband to jump at my every whim as it sounds like you're doing. But I will say this. If for whatever reason you stop responding and you stop jumping when your wife says your child needs a new swing set and a sandbox and a hot bath or whatever it is that, that she wants and you don't respond, she might not appreciate you, but I bet you she'll pay attention to, the, to what it is that you're doing. Or you can have a conversation with her and tell her, hey, 
you know, I you don't recognize the things that I do do. You complain about the things that you want or the things that you wish I would do, but you don't recognize the things that I do do. I mean, that's the, the first way to do it. But, you know, I'm all about the let's let's make you notice. So I would stop doing the things. Just stop. Cold turkey. Just quit it. She says something. You act like you can't hear it. Goes in one ear, out the other. Oh, that's nice. I'll get to it. Whatever you have to do to get through the conversation. And when she finally says, hey, what's going on? How come you not? Then you say, oh, you recognize the things that I did do. Now you're realizing that I was doing them. I don't know. Again, I never suggested that I'm the best relationship advice giver, but that's how Janine would handle it. Nicole, what would you do? I mean, I I agree to an extent. I, I do think that you can't make people appreciate you. And this is like assuming you're not in the doghouse, Jansen. Like you didn't cheat and try to get back on her good side and she just needs some time to work through her feelings. Now, if you did something wrong and you're trying to do this to get back in her good graces, then I, we show no sympathy for you at all. But if you're like, I'm just a good guy. We're married. I'm trying to make sure I'm providing for my family and make my wife happy. I'm trying and I haven't really done anything to mess up. Then I will start with a conversation and that conversation will go a little something like this. Hey, listen, I love you. I want to do everything in my power to make you happy. But it's very obvious to me that whatever I do is not good enough because when I did X, Y, and Z, you mentioned that I should be doing all of those things, extra things, in addition to your X, Y, and Z that you asked me to do. And it sounds like she's not even asking you to do it. She's just randomly suggesting and you're doing it, which is more than I can say for most people, you know, not even for most husbands, like people don't even react. No one reacts like that. So it sounds like you are just, you know, being real stand up and trying to anticipate, which is amazing. I would say I'm going to pull back and trying to do things. And I will let her know I'm going to pull back from trying to do things because Obviously, I'm not doing them the way that you want me to do it. So if you want me to do something, tell me specifically what you want me to do and I will do it. But I'm not going to go on my own and do things that are, you know, to me, nice gestures. I would tell her that. And then I would watch her react and see what she has to say about that. Because sometimes when you point out to people that they're being critical and judgmental, sometimes they don't realize that that's what they're doing. So hopefully by you pointing it out, that will allow her to check herself and allow her to pause before she starts saying things or allow her to suggest exactly what she wants. But if she's somebody's going to complain, she's going to tell you exactly what to do and she's still going to have something to say. Like, oh, I should have told you to do it this way. Well, all you can say at that point is, well, I did what you said. So you got to live with the thing you told me to do, I didn't make this up. But yeah, I would directly approach the, the subject and have a, a conversation. Nicole, initially when you started reading the story, I was like, wonder why you picked this one out of our emails, right? Because I was like, how does this have to do with the backlash that Haley Bailey has been getting? And then I realized I was like, it's 100% about this. Like I had to figure out the connection, but I'm like, it's that I'm moving the goalpost, right? Like, oh, I said that I wanted this. And then you got it. But now that's not good enough. Now I'm going to complain about that. And then I said I wanted this, but I got it. And it's not good enough. It's like, I don't know. It just makes me realize that as a society, we're just never satisfied. Like we will find something to complain about always. Like we just and I'm guilty of it, but we're going to do better. We are going to do better in 2023. That's going to be all of our 
collective New Year's resolution is stop complaining about the things that we don't have or that are trivial. Just be grateful for what you have. I chose this one realistically because I felt like everybody has something to say and people are always complaining. So I felt like let's help this listener talk through how he needs to handle his wife, who is always complaining as well. All right, Jenny. So what is your letter read? Mine says, hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. I listen to you all every week. I miss you when you're gone. And I feel like I know you. I hope to meet you two sometime soon. Then she goes on to say, my letter is short and sweet. My boyfriend is mixed. His dad is white and his mother is black. He has a thing for black women. The thing is, I'm white. We've been together for four years and we love each other. And recently we moved in together. But when I asked him who he finds attractive, if we're watching TV or out, he always says the black women. He assumes that I know that he loves me. He says, I reassure you all the time, but it doesn't make it any easier knowing that he thinks that black women are so attractive. I don't think that he realizes how insecure it makes me feel. What can I do? Signed, Heather. Heather, I don't see the problem here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the problem. So he's with you. He's been with you for four years. Now, if you were writing us saying, why has he not married me? I think he's not marrying me. He hadn't asked me to marry him because he's more attracted to black women. And he might be seeing somebody else. So be, okay, that's a conversation. But he's with you. It doesn't sound like y'all have any trouble with your relationship, but you are upset that he finds black women attractive. Now, let me ask you this, Heather. Is it that he finds black women attractive when you ask him if they're attractive? Or is it like all these white women are ugly and only these black women are attractive? I'm confused because obviously he finds you attractive because he's with you. So what is your problem that he finds an attraction to black women when he's half black? I'm, I'm really confused by even if he wasn't half black. There are a lot of other races that find black women attractive, even if they are not with them, even if they don't think they should date them, they can still find black women attractive. Black women were getting raped on the plantation because they were attractive. So let's not go there. And you think that this is his problem, that you're insecure? That's not a his problem, honey. That's a you problem. You got the problem being insecure with yourself. So I would say you need to go to counseling to figure out why are you so threatened by black women? Let's start there because he doesn't have a problem. And you can ask Johnny, you can ask me. There are men that we can say are attractive. Black men, white men, Hispanic men, we say are attractive. That doesn't take away from our husbands. It is what it is. You can't just say, oh, only my husband is attractive. Only my boyfriend is attractive. Everybody else has to be ugly. What? That's silly. That is silly. And I bet you're doing stuff like only asking him about black women because you got an issue with black women. You're not asking him about other races when you're sitting down watching TV. You're asking, hey, do you find this black woman attractive? Yeah. Okay, what about this black woman? Yeah. You're not asking about other races properly, which means that you, my friend, have a problem with black women and your insecurities, there's something deep rooted there. And I think you need to go to counseling for that. He doesn't have the problem. You do. Nicole, I could not agree with you more, but I'm going to say this, Heather. You specifically said in the letter that he's mixed and that his father is white and his mother is black. Now, let me be very clear with you. I, I'm repeating this for a reason. He's never not going to find black women attractive, especially if he has a great relationship with his mother. Usually the first person that 
boys find attractive is someone that looks like, resembles, reminds them of the nurturing, caring, loving spirit of their mother. So the fact that you keep asking him about the fact that he finds black women attractive, do you think that's going to stop? His mama is a black woman. He's likely to always find black women attractive. There's something that is going to attract him to women that reminds him of his mother. So I'm going to need you to let this go. And Heather, let me say this. I'm flattered that you are so fascinated by us. And it seems you might be a little intimidated by us. Join the club. There are a lot of people who are intimidated by black women, white women, white men, black men, even people of all other races are often intimidated by black women. It's okay. We're amazing. We are an amazing species of people, right? We are a different kind. There's nothing that makes anyone any less, but we're just a different kind of people. All I'm saying, we're phenomenal. And at the end of the day, it's okay that you're in awe of us. It's okay. You don't have to be us. You don't have to assimilate to act like us. You don't even have to assimilate to look like us. Your boyfriend is still with you. Y'all have been together, as Nicole said, for four years. He clearly wants to be with you. But you know what's a really easy way to push a man away? Stuff like this. Keep on asking him, do you think she's attractive? Do you think that he's attractive? Do you think she's attractive? Do you think she's attractive? You keep on asking a man that, and eventually he's going to get annoyed. Because you already know that he finds black women attractive. And there's a, there's a saying, and I probably am going to say this incorrectly, but I think it's something like what you fear you create. What it sounds like is you fear that he's going to leave you for a black woman. You keep on asking, it's likely to happen. Let it go. He loves you. Be happy. Enjoy your relationship. Enjoy the fact that you all have been together for four years and build on that. Don't allow his attraction to black women to interfere with your relationship. Look, I'm attracted to George Clooney. He don't look nothing like my husband, but I'm sure he would understand. And by he, I mean my husband would understand if George Clooney walked in here and I was like, sorry, babe, it's George Clooney. My husband's aware that I'm attracted to George Clooney. It's okay. He's also not insecure about it. I'm going to need you to be a little bit more confident in yourself, Heather, and just let it go. Two things can be possible at the same time. He can love you and be attracted to you and also be attracted to black women. George Clooney, though? Mm, Okay, then, friend. All right. I don't see it. Don't do it for me, but okay. Let me tell you, George Clooney and the little tequila, I think I'm good. (laughs) All right, Jenny. So what did you learn new this week? So, and you touched on this a little bit earlier, but I, doing this research, first of all, I did not know that The Little Mermaid was originally a Danish fairy tale. And then I didn't realize that The Little Mermaid was written by Hans Christian Andersen, which a lot of Disney films were originally, were taken from Hans Christian Andersen's original work. So the first publication of The Little Mermaid was in 1837, and There was a Shirley Temple adaptation back in the 60s, a Russian adaptation in the 70s, and then Disney's adaptation in the late 80s. And now the new adaptation will be in 2023. But all of this came from the 1837 release of the original story, which, as you pointed out, Nicole, was kind of dark. It was not a very happy ending like we got from Disney. But yeah. We're all up in arms about something that's been remade 15 different times. And why are we upset again? Okay, never mind. What did you learn new this week, Nicole? So I 
learned, in addition to the chick dies at the end, uh, I learned that the life expectancy of a mermaid, since everybody believes in the mermaid, is approximately 300 years. As if she stays a mermaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Because if she gets legs, then she becomes mortal, right? Is that how it works? Well, well, if she gets the prince to fall in love with her before he marries, you know, the princess or the earthly princess, mm-hmm. then she becomes, she gets legs, she can walk on land and she becomes mortal for love. But if not, if he, she doesn't fall in love, he doesn't fall in love with her, then she dissolves into sea foam and she ceases to exist instantly. Yeah. <laughs> It's not the same Disney story. So if we want to go back to the original, let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. No, we're not interested anymore. No, we're not interested. We like the ending where where she gets the prince. But, you know, but legend has it that because she sacrificed everything for love, she then doesn't really evaporate into sea foam and not exist. She gains a soul and she can go to heaven and every 365 days she can come back again and try to gain love uh, from the prince as well. <laughs> again. I'm just saying the the tale is quite interesting. This just sounds like a lot for love and it seems more a story of a woman rearranging her life for a man than anything else to me. Color, mermaids existing or not existing. The moral of this story is keep trying till like, till you get love. Like that it just seems so intense to me, but you know, more power to it. Let's go. It is. The original story. Right. It is intense. Too intense. Can you imagine that what they should have done? Uh, well, hopefully we'll see when the when the mermaid comes, little mermaid comes out. Hopefully it's like like Little Mermaid is trying to get a career and that's why she wants to, to walk on Earth and then she gets a career and then the man wants to be with her. Hopefully it's like a modern day spin on that thing. Just saying. I hope because this is feeling a little oppressive to us women. Everything's relying on that man, isn't it? All right. So are we ready for the motivational moment for the week? Yes, ma'am. So I don't know who says this, but the quote is, when we judge or criticize another person, it says nothing about that person. It merely says something about our own need to be critical. Now, I'm not saying don't be constructive, but if you don't have any suggestions to improve a critiqued situation, then just move on. Don't be that person until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, or where you get your podcast. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.